So last week, uh, you and I went to a comedy show, right? And uh, one of the acts there tried to use the um, the he want he asked to to drive um, matchbox cars on my tits meme, I guess joke, whatever. I've seen it a bunch of times online, right? Pretty common. And this act didn't really do anything with it. it was just stating the basic joke. And I was kind of disappointed because it's like, yeah, I read memes too. What's your point? That's not what we come to a comedy show for. But I've since been thinking, not just like, oh, I didn't like that, but like, how could that act have made it better? And I figured it out. I was in a dead sleep and thought of this and laughed and I went back to sleep. Um, you see, most of the crowd was um, older, millennials or older. So <clears throat> they didn't understand the joke to begin with. But wait, I think the act needs to do is bring it down to like the modern audience, because Matchbox cars are kind of older toys. Like, I never really got into them. I I had cars, but it was just like, car, car go, whatever. But you gotta reach the Zoomers, man. So <laughs> you say no to the guys that want to drive Matchbox cars on your tits. You say yes to the guy that wants to play Bionicle on your tits. We gotta climb this mountain. <laughs> I need Colin here to be like the mountain. No, that doesn't work. It's the mountain of Kualadaba. <laughs> he would know. I know. This is why he needs to come back. Yes. Yes. Why will you come and that one cost more than a day? The brothers who are here to waste your time. Welcome back to the Diamond Comic Bros podcast. Jacob was able to use the more fun theme song this week because we are in October. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. spoopy month. It's spoopy month. Uh, and to kick off spoopy month, we watched Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, the 2011 sequel to the first film from 2007. Uh, Ghost Rider gets a fetch quest. Go find this child, protect the child, and uh, don't don't let Mephisto put his Mephistoness in the child. Um, and then he does put his Mephistoness in the child anyways, but they make him go to hell. And then the movie ends. That's what happens when you fist a kid. Uh, they need to bring back Kid Fister. <laughs> to Star Wars. One of my favorite Jedi. <laughs> you see, this is funny because I said this last night. I'm not stealing your joke. I am only definitely stealing your joke. I said it louder. Uh, so this one, I, I had done some research on this a while back. I don't know why. Um, so the script for this was originally written way before the first film was ever written. And it was just like a standalone thing that they had thrown into the pile of, we might do that eventually. And it got dug out and then like rewritten. So it had a bajillion writers and multiple directors. This is the first time, I think, maybe only time, that a 
Marvel movie starts out with the Marvel Knights logo? I think so, yes. That was really weird. That was neat, because that was when that... So that kicked off, I'd say the mid-2000s to like the early 2010s was when Marvel Knights was a thing. Yeah. I think that... No, one of the Punisher movies has it, I think, which we are going to cover sometime shortly-ish. Intriguing. Because um, I know that they wanted to... Before it was kind of implied that everything was going to get sucked into the MCU vortex eventually... The, the a lot of the other sub companies like Sony and Fox that wanted to that still had the rights to other things wanted to make their own other label of stuff mm-hmm. and I mean that fell through but that was kind of wacky also the comics were like in black and white which was weird this thing's kind of a mess yep it's not like cringe inducingly bad but it's mostly just boring it's kind of just there which is odd because the filmmakers that were hired to do it they're a directing duo and they've done other stuff and it's usually like their description is, like, bizarre and over-the-top and bonkers and edgy. And it's like, this movie was kind of tame. For every cringe there was, there was uh, a counter, oh, okay, that was all right. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I think the, yeah, the script was just really underwhelming, I think. The setting was kind of neat to have it be, take place in other, like, European countries. So you get, like, different. Latveria. Yes. <laughs> when it opens up and it's like some Eastern European country and then they go to a castle and it's like, is this supposed to be a Dr. Doom reference? <laughs> it just, I don't know. The plot with it being like uh, the the kid who's apparently um, the, the fucking second ghostwriter Danny Ketch is like Mephisto's love child and he wants to use his body to make his Mephistoness known in the real world or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's really weird. Um, I think that kind of drives most of it to being fairly subpar. Because everything's based on, like, constantly moving, which means that they have to, like, reuse a lot of shots from other action sequences and stuff. And it all takes place on the road. And that could work. Like, uh, the current Benjamin Percy Ghost Rider run, there's a big section of it that is, like, exclusively every new issue is a new location. They're constantly moving, and there's a big emphasis on it, and that's cool. But, like, this just felt like they didn't have any sets, and they were only filming on location. Which isn't bad. It's just odd. You know? It's just a really strange movie. And... It's very forgettable. Extremely. I know I've seen it before. And... I was watching the whole thing today, like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. So, I, I guess an easier thing to for me to do is just list off things that I like, because there's only a few. I like... I, I don't like the Nick Cage voiceover done in post to explain things, but I like the visuals that they have paired along with it, where, like, the weird animation kicks Which in. is super cheap. Oh, it's super cheap. But it, it, it's it's kind of neat. It's more visually interesting than most of the movie. Mm. Uh, I like the stuff done in a void space, which I'm sure is to save on budget, but it makes mm-hmm. it look very... It has that comic booky. There cut, just isn't a background. It cut in a couple times during fight scenes, and I'm like, this is, like, clearly trying to save on stunt CGI or stunts in general. And yeah. It was, I don't know. It wasn't used very well, but mm-hmm. I, I, it was a neat cutaway gag. I also like the cutaway gag of Ghost Rider peeing. They use it like two or three times. <laughs> it's very fun. Like, I don't know. I like the visuals of that. I think that looked kind of cool. It just wasn't used very well. It is impressive when the CGI looks good, just how good it looks. Yeah. Especially for being, yeah. Especially for being so, like, 
2011. Mm-hmm. That's a long. That's a long time ago. Um, I think that the Ghost Rider design looks sick as shit. Mm-hmm. Like I like the the. It's very odd. I was saying while we were watching it that it's weird that Marvel, like the comics, didn't decide to use this look for anything because that quite frequently happens where. The, Everything's charred. Yeah, like the the leather jacket is charred. He looks like he's melted. The skull is black, and the motorcycle is like melted. I think it looks it looks really cool, and it adds more texture to it. So you don't have the problem that the first movie had. The CG wasn't great, but also the 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 skull didn't have any texture to it. The bike was boring. Like so, it it looks fake because it's smooth. So mm-hmm. like just adding texture to it, it makes it easier to. If you're gonna make a CGI motorcycle do all sorts of crazy shit, it makes it more believable, mm-hmm. and that was pretty neat. What do you think of every vehicle that Ghost Rider climbs into makes that vehicle possessed, like his bike? I think it's cool. I think it should probably be a conscious process, but like, it looks cool. He takes over some trucks, and then like a weird, weird big rig oil chipper Hold wood thing. I don't even know what the fuck that was. It's the boss fight from the first level of uh, near Automata. It looks cool. Big, big flaming thing. It's neat. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Unless they used it to do anything other than make the things look cool. Is that a power he has in the comics? I think so. Because not knowing, it seems like a, um, <clears throat> a way to make the fight scenes easier. Probably. Um, I don't remember that happening in anything that I've read, but also the Ghost Rider's powers and all of the different Ghost Riders are all really inconsistent mm-hmm. and very as per what the plot needs, which I don't usually mind with those characters because it is so... I don't know. The demon looks fondly upon you today. You have a new power. Type, <laughs> which is neat. I don't remember it happening, but that's also because they just don't separate them from their vehicles very much. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I've never seen Robbie Reyes on a motorcycle. Like, he's always in the Charger. So... I don't remember. I think it's neat. Um, Idris Elba exists. Yep. He was all right. Very good. I the, think I, the guy that played Mephisto I, does a good job. I think he's better than the, the guy who played Mephisto in the first movie. <clears throat> Which they definitely retcon in, in the flashback scenes. I oh, was yeah. wondering about that. Yeah. Uh, like, this is the same guy? Yeah. No. Apparently the actor who played him in the first movie was interested in coming back and they're just something didn't work out there or whatever. But I like Kieran Hines. He's really good in a lot of other things too. He's got a good voice. He got a good look. Old man and the, stuff. The lady that played the mom is fine? No. Uh, I don't, I didn't like her. She was miserable. Uh, I disagree. I liked the stupid mercenary bad guy when he was given his powers and the the wikipedia names him as a character that he is you know not actually like the comic character does not have those powers whatsoever so it's just like an in-name only thing but i think that the powers of decaying things were kind of cool i but but you see he can't decay the twinkie because twinkies are not organic (laughs) they're just plastic he that. can decay glass because that makes sense dumb movie has dumb movie things it's just so forgettable. Like, I'm not sitting here like, wow, that was the worst t- two hours of my life. But it is so, like, I am... Now that I think this is my third rewatch, I'm probably never going to watch this again. Mm-hmm. I will rewatch the first one because I kind of like it. More so as a guilty pleasure. But, like, it's not bad. It's uh, It's got some flair to it. And this... 
When when Spirit of Vengeance has the sauce, it has the sauce for like four seconds. They they put they put like a bunch of barbecue sauce on it, and then the rest of it is like bone dry white chicken. It's just super inconsistent. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in development hell. Yep. <clears throat> so stinky, but not like on fire stinky. Just like that was a dud. A dud. Yeah. I think a dud's a good way to put it. Yep. I agree. You know what's not a dud? Surprisingly. My dick? I was going to say Ahsoka. Oh! Uh, so we watched the first season of Ahsoka, which yes. we resi- I resisted the urge to start the moment that the show started, because I've been very burnt out with Star Wars, and it wasn't looking super great, and it's okay. I watched Blazing Saddles last week, and... Um, um, Madeline Kahn has a song in there of, uh, she's, she's singing about being so tired. Tired of playing the game. Ain't it a crying shame? I'm so tired. And I'm like, holy shit, this is Spencer's mantra for like the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> I spent all my energy being a very hyperactive kid, and now I'm just, like, a potato. Anyway, Ahsoka. Uh, it's Rebel Season 5. Yep. And it's incomplete, and it's a middle chapter, and I hate that. Yep. That my biggest, more than, like, any of the production stuff is, like, this should have been animated, and also it's supposed to be set up for the... Mandoverse crossover movie that's going to come out in five years, which I'm sure will also not be great. So, like, this show isn't complete. I liked the show until I saw the ending and I said, really? I, like, that's it? Everything is as it was before. Great. It's cool. Just, yeah. It, Thanks. Very... They, they were talking about it online, like, it, we were trying to do an Empire Strikes Back, and it's like, okay, Empire ends on a sort of cliffhanger, but also, like... I don't... I feel like I actually watched a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Empire is great. If things happen in the movie, people change. In this show, it's like, okay, they switch places. Yep. Whereas some people are now in the normal galaxy, and some people are in the faraway galaxy, and they just swapped, which is lame. A lot of the other stuff was actually surprisingly not too bad. It wasn't amazing by any means, but a lot of the performances were pretty well done. Um, Ray Stevenson as Balin was definitely a standout for the show. Yep. Uh, I love how that's not going to get concluded ever. Um, Probably not. I like the, I like all of the force and the magic stuff because it's very loosey goosey, but also it doesn't, because it's not a complete, uh, story, it doesn't end up actually saying anything with it because it's like it's trying to tie it all back to like the mortis gods which is fucking awesome i i think we were screaming about this five years ago when they started announcing they're gonna do more tv shows it's like that stuff was cool go back to that but like it just doesn't end up saying much it's like hey the force is all out of balance and we should fix it it's like okay cool but is there anything else show's over Fuck you. It's like, well, thanks. The Witches of Dathomir are always great. Yes, <clears throat> for Thrawn sure. was good. I, I did like Thrawn quite a bit. I think they... His voice seemed really low, like, volume-wise, which was kind of odd. I don't know if they just didn't adjust it well in the edit or whatever, but um, I don't remember his name. 
He's the actor who who voiced yeah. him in the in the in Rebels. Yep. He's really good. Feels very consistent. He I like his... a little bit more lispy in this. Maybe, maybe. a little. I, I the thing that I liked more about him, despite his minimal screen time, is I like how him going to the other galaxy kind of changed some parts of his worldview. Where before he like before all of the stuff in Rebels, and then getting thrown to fuck knows where. Like, there's no shot in hell he would have ever worked with like a bunch of force witches to make zombies. Yeah. I like that kind of uh, not, uh, desperation, maybe being in such a bizarre place and still needing to go back. I, I think that that was kind of cool how they smushed those together. Uh, I like the idea of the zombie stormtroopers, but uh, the choreography was pretty bad. So that extremely that pissed me off. Underwhelming. Like, this this last episode really ruined the whole show because I was really having a ball. Yeah. Um. The Force Dream State thing with Anakin was fun. Yes. And the, the freaking... Oh, I had another thought. That was also, like, really good to help Ahsoka's character. Because <laughs> that's the name of the show. <gasps> I know. That, that was up until this last episode... <clears throat> That was my biggest complaint about the show. It's like, yeah, there's some shitty CG or some bad shots or whatever. Whatever. Like, it's it's TV. But, <clears throat> um, like you said, it's Rebel Season 5, and it's like, d- this is dumb. This feels like money laundering. Like, it yeah. should be um, Ahsoka-based. So, I was wondering if it was like company, company, company politics, and Dave Filoni was like, fuck you, I'm not doing an Ahsoka show, I'm gonna keep doing my little Rebels thing, and keeps playing with his Rebels toys. I think the problem with that is, those are both his characters. I know. So, like, he's just playing in his own sandbox. Yeah. So he can do but whatever the fuck he wants. If he was told, make an Ahsoka thing, and he's like, but you canceled my Rebels show, I'm gonna do more Rebels. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's weird. It definitely does. It's not as imbalanced as I thought it was gonna be, when it was, an, when it was announced that it was gonna be, like, Rebel season five, I was very disappointed, and yeah. it, it was certainly there was more Ahsoka meat and potatoes in there than I was expecting. Um, Rosario Dawson, I, I don't think is getting good direction though. The character's oh. being written very flatly; like she's much older and she is in a different state of life. So I think her being somewhat more stoic is fine. Like it's not like she's a quipster in Rebels either, but right. like she mostly just stands there and like says things and then smirks and walks off, and it's like that's. Not she's a good performer, so right. she's being given nothing, or mm-hmm. or it's the eternal problem of there aren't sets and she's she has nothing to look at type problem, you know, mm-hmm. which is disappointing because I think a lot of the other people make out a lot better. Like um, I don't remember his name, but the guy who plays Ezra is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked him. I was fine with the the woman who's playing um, Sabine. Yes, she's fine. I'm. Not in love with the direction they're taking her character, but it's fine. It, I just, it's the the usual, oh yeah, more Jedi type. I, I liked in Rebels that she couldn't be a Jedi, like it wasn't working, and I, we haven't seen that before. Like, <laughs> Jedi school dropout is kind of a cool thing, yeah. but this show made her like, oh no, actually it's possible. She just needs to try harder. I think. Part of it is because she was in the other... When all, pretty much all of her doing anything happens, it's in the other universe where there's hypothetically a better connection to the Force and stuff. So I think that there's a there's a, a justification for it. It's not like it's bad. It's just it makes her character a little bit less interesting because we've already seen 
a lot of, hey, this Jedi was given no training because their master had no training. And it's like, well, we've had four of those. Right. Like, could we get something different? Something that is kind of weird that I hope they follow up on is the purge of Mandalore happened between Ezra getting fucked off into space and then them meeting again. So, mm-hmm. like, so, so Sabine's in a really weird spot. And that's cool. They addressed that pretty specifically. And I hope that they follow up on that because that's a pretty big, like life change you yeah. know to come back to and it's like okay great but you're oh oh she's depressed now oh boy <laughs> you know that's that's kind of cool i like the droid um hugh yang or however the hell you say his name he was he was i quippy Tenet. whatever the fuck yes oh, man. i like david Tennant, but also quippy quippy lightsaber droid yes uh and actually good quippies yes hera was fine yep chopper was i meh chopper was underbaked meh I find it weird that we had a, a cameo of Zeb in Mando season three, and then he didn't appear in this at all. Yep, that's kind of weird. Um, it's all right. Yeah, there's uh, I, I like the, the Anakin. Uh, st- I think the Anakin stuff was a big standout for I sure. I like the the Sith school dropouts. Those guys were cool. Yeah, and I wish we could get more. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting. Um. Uh, yeah, I had a weird thing with the Anakin flashbacks. So there's three there's three sequences with Hayden. There's one in the Space Between Worlds or whatever the fuck where it's him... Ahsoka goes into the Force, basically, and then they fight and have an argument. And that was a really good scene, but I don't know why they de- de-aged him for that. Because it, it looked okay, it just didn't feel necessary because he's dead. He can look as old as... It doesn't matter. And then in the Clone Wars sequence, I don't think he was de-aged at all. So that, and that takes place before that. And then there's the the final little Force Ghost bit at the end, which was cute. Um, it's just weird that that's such a why why did it work out like that? He was great I though. Know. I like that him as a Force Ghost is him like at the end of the show. He's wearing like master robes. That's a nice little touch that I thought was kind of cute. Uh, they didn't overplay him, which was nice. I yep. was I was hoping it wasn't. It didn't feel like just cameo bait but it didn't feel like and he is the third main character of this show it's like he's there it was literally there for ahsoka's growth yeah Um, like colin said i need more mommy ronin and daddy crusader i agree i do like how their lightsabers are really weird and nothing about it is explained yeah i like the color obviously it's cool and i like that they're very odd yep but like i just like that their lightsabers clearly seem more like other types of swords but they're not like the Night Sister sword or like the dark saber where it's like right. this is a sword like the, no they're still lightsabers they just look funny they have different widths <laughs> and then Ezra's like mm, too skinny hmm 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 that's a that's a rebels art style joke right there for you he yuck it's okay yep. it just meh so that I last episode left a really bad taste <laughs> yeah it just it was a very <laughs> lackluster conclusion on that front I, so I'd say we got. Andor, Mando season one, Mando season two, Ahsoka, Obi Wan, Boba Fett, Mando three. Yeah, not really. I think so. Obi Wan was at least self contained, and it it had some high highs, but its low lows were definitely there. But same thing for Ahsoka. But Ahsoka is not self contained. But I think Obi-Wan's lows were much lower, where it was very... What is actually happening Yeah, like, why... Yes. This is horrible. But then it would spike up with, like, that's a really cool idea. And then Book of Boba Fett was just a mess. Because, like, there was material in there. 
but they did jack shit with it. And it was also kind of boring, mm-hmm. which is lame. So that's definitely still bottom. And then Mando season three was just a clusterfuck. Like that was the worst wrap up imaginable for the two previous seasons. Something like know. that. It's in the middle. Apparently Loki's doing well. That is that is true. That'll be next. Yeah. Wow. I agree. I, I, I do look forward to checking that one out. Our last... Um... Oh, no, we have two. We have two. <laughs> we have two more. Sucker. Immortal Thor. Ah, yes. Something good that happened this week. To both, move on to the better... Both, both good things? Asuka was fine. No. Immortal Thor and Werewolf by Night are both good. Yes. Yes. I was just going to go... Yeah. Well, you said one good thing that happened this week. No, no, no. Well, it's because we've only been talking about, like... Not super positive. Yeah, yeah, On to the more positive. There we go. Werewolf by Night, number one, came out last month. And I fucking loved this thing. It's a one-shot that is about the werewolf by night going to go rescue a kidnapped kid. And then he meets his ex-girlfriend, and they flirt. And It is written by Derek Landy and arted by Fran Galan. Right? Yes. The book is horny as shit. Yep. Which matches my energy, because I was horny as shit reading it. <laughs> um, There's a lot... A lot of the book is in black and white. Yes. And it looks really good. The pieces of it that are colored are usually around Elsa Bloodstone. You see, it's because she's a hot-headed redhead who wears orange. Wow. Wow. She's a firebrand, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what if she became the phoenix? No. <laughs> that would be horrid. <laughs> Too many people have become the Phoenix already. Um, yeah, I really like the contrast. I wasn't expecting it to be in black. I had literally only seen the cover, and I'm like, I know those characters. That'd be fun. And then I got it, and then I opened it up, and it's like, holy shit, the book's in black and white. And then it has contrast colors, and it looks so fucking good. Yes. I would say the story is there. It's there. It facilitates the flirting. Yes. Certified, but it looks good. Booby book. Yes, yeah. The plot is is okay. Um, it makes sense that they would bump into each other in a castle. It's also very funny that they moved the castle over piece by piece. That's just such supervillain shit. <laughs> I will recreate my my childhood home. <laughs> Weird, but the, I thought that the the demon stuff was pretty cool. The fights were good. She she has gun. I really like how they did their overlapping dialogue, so we'd be hearing both of their thoughts at the same time during a fight, and they're thinking about entirely different things. But like uh, sometimes the same sometimes thing. the same thing. Sex. Uh, no. Usually <laughs> sex. Like, um, fucking werewolf by night will be like brooding and being edgy, and he's like, "And this is why this is my curse, <laughs> and I'm so sad." And she's like, "I have a gun. This I'm gonna my, shoot it. I'm a badass." <laughs> It's it's very fun. I am gonna jump out of a plane. Like it it's really cool. I, I like how well that that flowed. I blew through this really quickly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to go through it quickly because right. it looks really good and fun. The the bad guy monologues for a while, and I definitely fast forwarded through all that. Um, this is exactly what like a, a Halloween like one shot should be yes is like if you're gonna especially with characters like these that have like a cult following but they're not popular enough to get their own book for very long like yeah throw them in stuff like this 
and make it a, a just a cute little thingy, and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Mm. It felt a little bigger than a normal issue too, like yeah, normal one shot size. Um, I think it was. It definitely does feel bigger. It still has ads in it, but it is bigger than a normal single issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it for like four or five, four or five bucks, four or five bucks, probably five bucks, six bucks, six bucks. So worth it. Yep. It looks good. I want 10 more of these. And if we can put them together in one series and make it monthly, that'd be even cooler. But they won't. Cowards. Yep. Uh, something that is a monthly series that is also really good is Immortal Thor. Issue 2 came out last week. And I think this one's even better than the first one. I I really like where this is going. Interesting. Uh, Thor, so Thor gets see, sleepy. No, no, no. Let me, let me hey! talk. You've been talking for 20 minutes. Please. And uh, I've been saying yes. Um, the Thor guy is on the Statue of Liberty, and uh, the the bigger Thor guy is like, "Fuck you! I'm Thor, actually, not you." So they have a big fight, and uh, Thor says, "I don't want to engage in this fight." Just like in a, in a Pokemon battle, he runs. Uh, so he makes the big Thor guy. Go away to the negative zone or something. And then he's really tired. But he can't be left with the guilt of ruining the humans' big booby lady statue. So he rebuilds that, which makes him even more tired. He pulls a Superman 78 and just rewinds time with Mjolnir. And then (laughs) Loki says, hey bro, I know you're tired. And you need a safe place. Do you trust me? Do you really trust me? Are you sure? But what if I was a bad guy? Because I'm the bad guy! And the issue ends. I really like this issue. (laughs) This was really fun. I like the fight. I like the creative use of Mjolnir. And I like the... I like that Loki's going to actually be relevant. Because the end of the first issue... They're like, ooh, and now once he defeats the the bad Thor, we're going to send in the bad Loki. And it's like, so there's something going on here that I don't know what the fuck's going on. I like how confused I am. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel like there's a plan here that I am not privy to. Yeah. That's how Immortal Hulk reads, too, is like, wow, this guy knows exactly where this story is going to go in 50 issues. Like, he mapped it out. Yeah. Um, I like the the trust element with Thor and Loki. I thought that that was done pretty well. Where it's like, yeah, even if you're you're gonna be a shithead for the next six months because you're in a mood swing, like it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that that was a nice touch. Looks really good. It looks so good. That was my next point. It's it just, oh my gosh, the art is amazing. Yes. Thor needs nappy. <laughs> I love how many thought bubbles there are. Yeah. He never shuts up in his own head. <laughs> it It's the first time in a long time that I've seen, like, legit thought bubbles. That yeah. kind of threw me off when I read it. I was like, where is this coming from? This yeah. feels like old school comics. Which does track with the approach that they wanted to take, because uh, before... Oh, I don't remember the artist's name, but when, when Ali Wing pitched the book and he said, like, I, I don't want to change the suit. It's it's just the Kirby outfit. It's impractical and I don't care. It's right. it's cool. Like, it feels very it has it has depth to it, but like it has a bit of an old school, old school feel to it where it's like um, and then I rewound time with Mjolnir. Don't ask questions. Um, there's a little interview in the back of the issue with uh, Ewing. 
And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I wanted the the Kirby look because he's a god among men, and the Kirby look looks cartoony and dumb and overdone. But like you said, it's got layers to it. So big boots. Having a, a, what's essentially a cartoon man <laughs> walking, like standing tall over the humans, gives it that weird otherworldly feel to it. So it helps sell that he's a god. Big boots. Big booby plates. Big booby plates. Big hat. Big circles. I like the hat. We haven't had the hat in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you think this is going? I've got no clue. Mm. Me neither. I uh, don't think that Loki's going to be the bad guy. No, I think it's just a twist to get you to buy the next issue. I, yeah. th- I think it's going to be... A bit of trolling. Yep. I do like the emphasis on the the different like roles that Loki plays throughout the mythology. Like there's there's Loki the Destroyer and like Loki the Deceiver, and then there's a <gasps> stories, and then it's like Lamau the book ends. Yep. Fuck you. Yeah. Yep. That was that was neat. I'm excited for more. Yes. A couple more weeks, we'll have it. Yeah. You remember back when some books were like bi monthly? Not like, sorry, like bi-weekly. Like, mm-hmm. I think Spider-Man and Detective Comics did it for quite a long time. Like, two a month? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Kind of want to go back to that, but that, imagine how bad the deadlines would be for that. Right. Like, I already feel like a lot of Marvel books are really low on page count as is, and that would be even worse. We should probably stop covering this at a certain time. Like, I don't know, issue six or whatever, like... I don't want to cover this for all 50 issues. Well, yeah. <laughs> Probably when, like, the whatever... It's, so they're going to list the first trade or whatever collected edition before that last issue is out. They always do it like that, where they're like, volume one is one through five or yeah. whatever. Um before the last issue is out, so I guess probably wherever the first trade ends would be a good idea. Okay. Okay. <coughs> oh. Ew. That was disgusting. That was really gross. You know who's not really gross? That is that episode went really fast. Shh. It's probably our shortest. Don't worry about it. <laughs> our shortest without calling. <laughs> How yeah. did we do this? Uh, he is the captain shotgun. He's like, I don't want to talk about that. Moving on. That is true. That is very true. And this is where we squeeze in the news from last month. No. You know no. who is who is not stinky? Our patrons, because they give us money. It makes them not stinky. We provide them with deodorant and bars of soap and cologne. But only if you I, go... I think you're all mixed up, my guy. They give us money so that we can buy deodorant and, and bars of soap, so we're not stinky. I don't buy deodorant. Women are into my natural musk. I thought you were going to say you, you have to spray cans of Axe that you just bomb the bathroom with. I'm going to take a nail and puncture a hole and then stuff the can up my shirt. No, although I did used to fuck around with those when I was in Scouts because that was when Axe was really big, like when it first came out. So we would break the the, the can and throw it in people's tents. Yep. The worst thing you could do. It's really bad to wash out. It's disgusting. But Mm -hmm. we were assholes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Caitlin and Jeff Lorenz uh, have been supporting us for quite a long time. They are very cool and not stinky. So we would like to, to, we we give them thanks for this daily bread. 
the bread that we obtained from them directly. The mon- the money. Oh, money. The cheddar that goes on the bread. You get it? You see, it's a money sandwich. Cheddar was such a great character. What the fuck are you talking about? Bear in the Big Blue House. He was the mouse. I have cheddar. no idea what you're talking about. Continue. If you want to help support this show and our many other crazy endeavors, uh, please go to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros network. We have a bunch of cool tiers with neat rewards like stickers, bookmarks. Oh, it was Tutter. Who was Cheddar? You're insane. No. Uh, early and exclusive access to a lot of our pro, a lot of our programming. Uh, so you get early access to all of our main podcast episodes and then exclusive access to happy hour segments, which we record after each podcast. They stay exclusively on our Patreon where we crack open a beer or something. We shoot the shit. Sometimes it's nerd stuff. Sometimes it's not nerd stuff. You never know. It's a, it could be discussing Aragorn's toes. You never fucking know with us. Um, so that's on Patreon. Give us money. Uh, also a thank you to our partners over at Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. Buy your comics locally. Support your local comic shops. They put in a lot of work to keep those places open. Give them your monies. If you want to give anybody money, give them your money. Not give us money. Give them your money. Because we give them our money anyways. So if you give us money, it's still going to Jetpack one way or another. Um, Walt Collin is on a hiatus for the next few months to get some other side art projects done. He's working very hard. So go support him on Twitter, Instagram, and his Patreon uh, those are all linked in the description or somewhere around here. He's slaving away on a comic that he wants to get finished. So we give him claps and we throw money at him because it's fun. Shekels. There Next were, week. There is were a- feet in uh, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, there were. Why'd you remind me of that? Because you're the feet guy. Shut up. No, I'm not. Right there. And they're huge, too. That's cool. I'm happy for you. Uh, you were all like, big booby lady. And I was like, beep. <laughs> Dude, she got this, some. This artist really was horny. Dude, she got some gahoingas on her. Yeah, I know. Uh, Especially when she hangs upside down from the tree. It's like, holy shit. This guy did way too much research for this. I agree. No, perfect amount of research. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, the graphic novel slash comic book, not the movie, because we did that one a while ago. Yep. So we're going to talk about the book Yep. and more spooky things. A spooky issue. Spoopy shit. Yes, more spooky shit. Are we doing Crypt of Shadows? Yes, that's okay. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Spoopy. Go. I am too. It's yes. Go watch a horror movie. Because I can't do it. And carve a, a pumpkin's guts out. Yes, and then roast the pumpkin seeds and then send it to us in the mail. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Bumpkin. Now. Nah. <laughs>